is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little BYU basketball. Uh, BY, uh, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, the head coach at BYU. He is Mark Pope and guard for the Cougars, Brandon Averett, with us here on the Big Show. Hi, guys. How are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, Brandon, I was just waiting to see how long it was going to take for you to say hello. Good for you, man. <laughs> how, how, I was going to wait on you, but nah, I just went ahead. It's cool. So, guys, let me tell you, it was it was it was five games ago. We're playing the Zags. I made some terrible coaching decisions. At some point, Brandon Averett was just like, "Coach, just relax. I got this." And he's really been coaching the team ever since. So, I, I don't really have anything to do. <laughs> okay, you better not say that publicly, Mark, or else Brandon's going to absolutely take over. You know, no, he's already done it. He's done it. Hey, I'll start with Brandon. I want to ask kind of about this season overall, um, you know, coming to BYU uh, from UVU and, and previously Oklahoma State before that. But what is it like to come into a completely unique situation giving, uh, given the pandemic that we're going through and fitting in with this team to, to have a great year? Uh, it, like you said, it, it, it's, it's been a unique situation, but, it's been fun. It's been exciting. It's been a lot of ups and downs, but uh, I feel like I, I've gotten better as a, as a player and as a, as a human being and throughout this year. And it, and it's been real exciting to have such success and, and just continuing to get better. So I'm loving it. I've been loving it. Mark, it must be a real pain in the butt to coach a kid like that, huh? Uh, you guys, I, I, I mean, I can't even tell you how blessed I am. And when I say that, that, that you know, I have three seniors uh, Brandon and, and uh, me and Alex, who who just are carrying the whole load of this team in terms of leadership, emotion, uh, getting guys ready every day, keeping guys focused, and it just is a it's a blessing. And, and I'm saying this in all sincerity. I just get to watch these young men grow in their leadership skills and, and kind of bear witness to it. And it's it's incredibly fun. It's so fun to watch them be successful. And it's been so fun to watch Brandon Averett. Uh, his game just blossomed and his leadership blossomed. It's been great. Jake, sorry to interrupt, but I, I I just wanted to ask Brandon whether it's true what Gideon George told me. He said that oftentimes after practice he'll head over to a gym, and he mentioned you by name, that you go with him, and he says he insists on 500 makes per day. And, I'm, I'm, and he said you were busting your hump too. Is that true? Yeah. Is that, it's true. Uh, we, we, we came back after practice and just came back to the gym kind of late night. And, and I tried to help him out, just tried to show him some finishing. He, he could work on some ball handling. We, we got some shots up on the gun. And, yeah, uh, so, yeah, we, we, we just tried to uh, just help each other out and just be there for each other in time of need. And, and that, that just attests to, to the best locker room in America. So. Coach Pope, uh, last year, uh, such a bummer. Didn't, didn't get a chance to see what that team could do in the tournament. And, and they, your team's come back this year and has been really good. But obviously, it's a, it's a different team. Give us an idea of what the particular strengths of this group is going into now tournament play with the conference in the NCAAs. 
Well, we have we have uh, some some real strengths. One is the leadership we talked about already. Uh, another one is just the togetherness in our locker room, um, because we believe that that wins, and our guys work really hard at that every single day to make our locker room right. Uh, we have size. You know, we're the number one rebounding team in our country, and uh, we're getting contributions from everybody. We just uh, had a clip before practice yesterday of of Brandon and uh, Brandon and Alex. You know, our two essentially point guards uh, tag teaming a 270 pounds uh, center and driving them out of bounds uh, to, to to preserve a rebound. Um, we have the ability to play with great physicality. We're shooting the ball really well right now. I think defensive. You know, one of the nice things about this team is one of the most balanced teams I've ever been on. You know, I think uh, it changes by a, a spot or two every day, but I think uh, yesterday we were the 26 best rated defense in the country and the 20th rated offense in the country. And when you have balance like that, it gives a lot of confidence. So there's a lot of things that these guys are doing really, really well, and it makes us excited about postseason. So, Brandon, when you're in a game and you guys are taking some shots from the perimeter and you start missing does this team have the kind of attitude that says, okay, so what? We missed some shots. We're going to dig in. We're going to play defense. We're going to rebound. Yes, definitely. We definitely have that attitude. And, and we all, we've all we been preaching since day one. We're going to finish our shot. And, and if we miss the first nine, we're going to keep shooting. And our bigs are going to crash the glass like crazy. And we're going to keep getting stops and just continue to do what we do. And, and that's what we go out there and do every single game. And, and it's, it's, it's been helping us so far, and that's what we're going to continue to do. He is Brandon Averett with us, uh, Coach Pope as well, BYU basketball. And, and all right, Brandon, this is completely unfair to ask you this question because your coach is on the line. But pretend he's not there for a second. <laughs> pretend that he, that he can't hear you. Uh, what's, what's Coach Pope like to play with? And it seems to me from the outside like players enjoy playing for him. Do you agree with that, and why is that? I definitely agree with it. You know, I mean, I mean, you always have tough times with with coaches just because basketball is tough. You know, it's it's a frustrating game. You deal with a lot of frustrations and throughout, especially throughout a, a season like this. So, but I mean, Coach Coach Pope, he he's put so much confidence in me, and and he's helped me realize stuff about myself that I didn't even know about myself. You know, so it's it's so much I can say about Coach Pope. But I think the biggest thing is just the the confidence he instills in his players and. He gets mad at you for not shooting a shot rather than you shooting a shot, you know. So those are the type of coaches you love to play for, and you know he, he always has your back. So, yeah, that, playing for Coach Pope is definitely is definitely the, the funnest thing ever for sure. <laughs> so, Mark, how do you draw? where do you draw that line between being positive with your players and, and building confidence and getting after them when you think uh, a point needs to be made? You know, I, you know, and Brandon can probably speak better to this than I can, but I do believe that um, you instill confidence in your players when you're honest with them. When you're honest with them about what they are right now and what they're doing right now in the moment, and when you're honest with them about what you believe they can become. And so, you know, it's, it's like Brandon, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't only see Brandon right now as what he is, but I have a very clear vision of what he's growing into and what he can become. And and I think he probably senses that in some way for me. I, you know, I don't know if we've had anybody on our team make more big, clutch, crucial shots. I mean, we call him Big Shot Brandon. Uh, he bailed <laughs> us out of so many games when things were going sideways and and so it's a it's a, it's it's not um, a coach doesn't give a player confidence. 
a coach and a player grow a relationship, and that's where confidence is born. And and our players, you know, Brandon is as much as anybody has been a tremendous example of that. Well, Brandon, I want to ask you about uh, being a college athlete uh, during the coronavirus. So what has that experience been like? It seems to me it's it's been hard on our nation's youth, and uh, I, I imagine it's been unique and difficult. But what, is, what has it been like? Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a, a difficult situation, just especially how it started off last year, how it just kind of shut everything down out of nowhere. But, I mean, uh, I think it's just it's, it's honestly just, help people really kind of find that character and, and, and show if you're resilient enough to, to continue to, to come back every single day and do the same thing that you, that you want to do that's going to prepare you for the future. And, and it brings so much uncertainty into the future, but I feel like it, it just makes you lock in on the present moment and just focus in on, on the things you can take, you can, you can handle and you, you can have control of, you know, so a lot of this stuff that's going on is out of our control. So, it's helped. It's helped me personally just focusing on the present moment. So, so Brandon, we know you're a leader on this team, uh, and you love your teammates. But I'm curious to know, in, in your in your weakest moment, which of your teammates would you most like to take a ball and throw it straight at his eyes? <laughs> okay, Hold on, can you re-ask that question? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, who's the biggest pain in the butt on this team? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I think I, I think there's times of, there's several guys on this team, uh, maybe guys on our scout team that Brandon would like to take a shot at at different moments. <laughs> Brandon, you actually took a shot at a guy in the scrimmage yesterday, um, and actually that's a huge compliment. Um, we have a, a group of walk-ons. And some of the guys that aren't playing big minutes uh, yet that work so incredibly hard to get our guys ready. And so, and so sometimes uh, practices become so physical and so frustrating because those guys are working so hard. And credit, credit that group because they've helped Brandon be incredibly successful and Alex and Matt and, and the rest of the guys. So on any given day, uh, I think there's a lot of players – Brandon might take a shot at, but for sure, there's nobody he'd rather throw a ball at than me. He's held back, but but I, I'm always I got eyes in the back of my head, Brandon. I'm watching. <laughs> Brandon, are, are you hoping uh-huh. at another another crack at Gonzaga? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we're we're focusing on 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 the Monday game and whoever whoever that may play out to be, but we're we're, we're definitely having have Gonzaga in the back of our in the back of our heads and. and we don't feel like they they've seen the team that that we've been playing like ever since playing them the second time. So I mean, we feel like we've gotten a lot better, and we're definitely excited to see those those dudes again. So Mark, I'm afraid that what I'm about to ask might lead to some coach speak. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, <laughs> but if this team if this team is going to reach its potential in 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 the postseason, what does it have to do uh, that that it is well within its capability of doing? Uh, Brandon, why, why don't you tell them? Because we, we all know this. We've been focused on the same thing the last two and a half, three weeks. Brandon, what, what are the three things that we're most focused on? Uh, so the biggest, we have these three keys that we've been focusing on ever since losing to Gonzaga. Uh, it's been uh, communicate, uh, physicality, and protecting the ball. And and that's something that that's, we, we, we feel like that's taking us to another level uh, 
after after that game, and, and we're, we, we've continued to preach on it every single day, and we've continued to, to work on it and practice it and just continue to get better in those three things. And we feel like if we, we, we go out there and take care of those three things, we'll, we'll come out on top every single time. So uh, those, those have been the three keys we've been focusing on, and we're going to continue to do that. It's been, guys, it's been a really pleasure. It's been really unbelievable to watch Alex and Brandon over the last five games, uh, really, really crucially important games, um, tough, tough games. And we went from a team that was having some challenges protecting the ball to having two point guards now that are basically at a four to one assist to turnover ratio. Brand has been like a five and a half to one and a half over the last uh, last five games. Um, and th- these are the guys who have the ball in their hand the most. They're the most aggressive. They're making the most plays. And the physicality that they're playing with to protect this ball has been awesome, and it's been uh, it's been it's been a really key factor. It's getting better, so we're thinking about those three things every day. We're talking about them every day, and Brandon, I'm really proud of you for remember what they are. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon didn't know he was going to be quizzed in the middle of this interview. Did he? <laughs> Hey, he, he handled it no sweat, no problem. No. Right on the spot, knocked it out of the park. Well, yes, sir. Hey, both of you, thank you for a few minutes. We really appreciate it. Good luck in Vegas, and thanks for jumping on the show. Thank Guys, you so we're much for having thank, thank you so much for telling these young men stories. These are really They're doing great things. Good job, B. Our pleasure. Our pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. All right, that was Brandon Averett, or Averett, excuse me, uh, guard for the BYU Cougars and head coach Mark Pope. That was fun to have both those guys on at the same time. That was cool. Sure, yeah. I- I'm telling you, Mark Pope has a way with his players. He really does. Uh, this is this is interesting to watch the way he he works uh, both last year and this year. I mean. He's he's uh, he's got a lot going for him. Can I take kick, take you behind the curtain for just a quick second? I only sure. requested Coach Pope to come on the show, and Coach Pope insisted that he bring a player along with him bring so Brandon that they on. had some, uh, as he put it, he wants them to have some spotlight shined on their uh, their good things about them. So, well, I think it's cool. That's, mo- that's, mo- that's most unusual. That's most unusual for a big time Division One basketball college basketball coach. Well, and, and Brandon seems great. I mean, I love his story. You know, to to play his way up, he's he's a he plays a critical role on this BYU team, and uh, you know, part of the reason I think that uh, Mark Pope is having some success is he's getting players who want to come and play for him, and uh, you know, want to come and play for him at BYU. I you you brought something up before the interview, Gordon, about sustained. The, can the program sustain this level? And and my kind of thought on that would be as long as Mark Pope can be the type of coach that that players like Brandon want to come play for, and right. uh, you, you know it's it's unfair to ask him what he thinks of his coach when his coach is on the call with us. But <laughs> you, you know, I hearing those players talk about Coach Pope, it does sound genuine to me, and I feel like those guys really really want to play for him. And as long as he can continue that and communicate that to the next round of recruits, I think it is sustainable. Oh, well, it sure seems like it is. We'll see, uh, see what happens next, but uh, he's, he's, he, he recognizes talent. He knows how to recruit. He knows how to communicate. Who were we talking with the other day who said the number one, most important thing in a modern basketball coach is to be able to communicate. Was that Gordy? 
Uh, yeah, Coach Chiesa. Mm-hmm. I don't think he said college basketball. I think he just said basketball coach, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, and, and Mark does that. So I think he's got all his bases covered. We'll see uh, what happens next with the Cougars. Do you think the Cougars are better this year than you thought they were going to be? Yes. And maybe that wasn't fair, but they lost a lot from last year's they team. They did. But they, uh-huh. they brought in a lot of players. Like Brandon, Brandon is one of those. I mean, and now as transfer rules change and certainly it becomes more a part of the college athletic culture, I mean, you're going to have to go out and and get those players and get the hungry transfers that are looking for an opportunity, which I certainly would would throw Brandon in there. I mean, if you go back and look at his, uh, you know, his stats over the years, Gordon, you know, he played at Oklahoma State, but he wasn't a starter. He was playing, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, you know, kind of a, a role guy. And then he, he goes to UVU looking for a chance to really prove himself. Starts 24 games for UVU last year, averages 12.8 points, three assists, couple of rebounds, gets an opportunity at BYU and is, is playing lights out. Yeah. So uh, as long as Coach culture. Pope can get those guys yeah. who want to play for him, and, and regardless of if they're freshmen or return missionaries or transfers, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the battle in college sports, particularly college basketball. It sure is. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you and I have joked about uh, Coach Cal and uh, his great strategy that he uh, – the brilliant coaching mind that he is. Yeah. Do I get – we're gonna laugh. No, I laugh. I laugh. Uh, no, no. He brings in talented guys, and even though this year has been a little different, but uh, I, I think Mark Pope can do that. Word gets out, like you were saying, Jake. Uh, word gets out when a coach treats his players right and knows what he's doing, and uh, that may be the most single, the single most important recruiting rule of all, is just establishing a reputation. Um, by the way, the, the last two-minute uh, officiating report has been released, and there is a lot on here. So I'm trying to make hide nor hair of this whole thing, Austin, uh, because there were a few things that were incorrect no calls. Most well, everything yeah. was correct no call or correct call, but I'm trying to look for the— The one that stands out to everybody so far this season is the Donovan Mitchell offensive foul That's on the Simmons. one I'm, I'm looking for. What did they say about they that They ruled one? it a correct call. And their reasoning uh, verbatim is, quote, Mitchell wraps his arm around Simmons' leg during the drive and the contact restricts his movement, close quote. No, it doesn't. That is, that is they, absolute. They BS. then show, they, they have a video link you click on, and that doesn't happen in the video. There's yeah, not, that, that's, there's not, that did not happen in the video that the NBA attached to that ruling. Yeah, that's, that's just utter nonsense. I mean, I've been arguing with you, Jake, about certain aspects of this whole thing, but that was a horrible call amongst a number of others in, in a single game last night. This is the easily the the longest final two minute report that I have ever seen. There's like there's like twenty five calls on here. Which someone on Twitter last night said tomorrow's L two L two M is gonna be longer than a CVS receipt, and they they were right. That's a joke. If you haven't been to CVS, it's like it's like an old medieval scroll that they give to you. Is it really? Oh yeah, pages. Yeah, this is this is long. Usually it's like one or two calls at the most. Like twenty five calls on here. <laughs> but that's ridiculous that they that's why this report is stupid. This doesn't make anybody feel any better or worse. Why do they even do it? Yeah, I don't uh 
it's funny because we were sitting there having this quote-unquote argument through most of the show, and yet when I see something like that, I think, what the hell's the matter with you people? You know, you're, you're, you're absolutely undercutting your own credibility with that kind of judgment and that kind of assertion. Just stupid. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, the the report is out as ridiculous it is, as it is. Austin's tweeted out a link to it at Austin Horton if you want to get to peruse it yourself. But trust me, you're not going to get any sort of satisfaction, <laughs> not <laughs> no satisfaction whatsoever. All right, let's uh, let's jump out to the zone phone. We're very excited about this. He's joining us throughout the show. He's our friend Jake from Zero Res, and here for a a very special deal just for his own listeners, right, Jake? That's absolutely right. It, this is the lowest deal of the year for us. It only lasts for your guys' show right now. Um, so as soon as that's over, that deal's gone. So get ready for it. This is what we love about Zero Res. You have the best deal ever, and you bring it right to the zone listeners, Jake. That's right. You take, <laughs> you take care of our guys and gals out there. We appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, let's talk a little bit about why Zero Res is the best. And I like bragging about you guys all the time, but this isn't really an opinion. It's a fact. The way that you do things is better. Yeah, so we have a, a patented process that we use. We're using a different tool to actually clean the carpet with, and it uses less water and leaves less water behind. Um, and on top of that, we don't use the soaps or the detergents. Um, we're, we're bringing in what's called our powered water, and it cleans better than soap. Um, and then the, the last piece is our lifter. And it, it, imagine all of the dirt and grime and gunk that gets stuck at the bottom of your carpet fibers. That stuff doesn't come out uh, with just a normal carpet cleaning. That stuff has to be lifted and, and agitated and brought to the top so that it can be extracted out. All of those things are part of our pro- proprietary process. And lab-tested, it's been proven to remove 200% more than any other carpet cleaner, which is incredible. And, of course, in the name, Zero Res, there's no residue left behind. I talk about this all the time. That that residue is like a magnet. It actually attracts dirt back into the carpet, so quite literally your carpets are going to stay cleaner longer. Exactly, and that's such a huge point. Not only will you clean the carpet better and get it cleaner, but it stays cleaner longer. You don't have to clean your carpet as much, and it feels like new carpet again, that soft feeling. So nice. That's awesome. All right, hit us with that deal, Jake. Uh, The best deal ever for the Zone listeners today. $25 per room. Deal ends at the end of the show. you got to call in, get that deal as soon as you can, and we'll come out and get you taken care of. Absolutely unbelievable. $25 per room clean. Uh, 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Take advantage of it now. Got to get in before the end of the show. Jake, thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, that number again, 801-288-9376. We'll have more Big Show coming up. Uh, don't forget Tim Lacombe will jump on at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Buffalo Soldier, like a rasta. It was a buffalo. 
You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, The Zone. We're going to be at the warehouse coming up tomorrow. Join us at the Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Little Bob goes down well today. Sure does. Good stuff. All right, Gordon, trying to kind of uh, pour through this uh, last two-minute uh, list from the NBA about the game last night. Uh, Ben Anderson, our friend from KSL Sports, uh, sums it up. The NBA determines the refs blew four calls in the final two minutes of regulation, two against Philadelphia, two against Utah, and another two in the final two minutes of overtime, one against Philly, one against Utah. So six total calls in the final four minutes of an overtime game. And by the way, how convenient that it was even, according to the NBA. So convenient. And uh, the one, the offensive foul on Donovan Mitchell, they said they got correctly because Donovan wrapped Ben Simmons' leg or something, which is ludicrous if you watch yeah, the, the video that they attached. Jake, I want you to do this. I want you to watch that video right now, live on the air, and tell me if you see any hint of what they're saying being true. Well, I um, I can do I know, the exercise here, it. but but I let know me... you. Yeah, I know you've watched it a thousand times already, as have I. But I, I, I just was interested in your raw view as you uh, studied it. Well, here's why it's ridiculous, Gordon. Because he lays the ball up with his right hand. Now think about this for a second. If you're normally the hook is what's called right the what they're mm-hmm. saying happened where he wraps his arm around and and prevents Ben Simmons from staying with him right mm-hmm. we've seen it a million times but if you're going over your right shoulder think about it for a second Gordon what arm would you be using if you were going to do that your left no you'd be using your right laying the ball up with your left right you'd be hooking with the right and oh, laying, I see what and you're laying the ball up with the left think you're going I, I was, over your I right going- shoulder yeah, I was going the other direction. Right, right, right. So you're you're, going, you're, you're offhand, you're off shoulder. Right, would you're, be doing the protecting. You're going over your right shoulder. You're hooking with the right arm and laying the ball up with your left. Right. Donovan doesn't do that. He lays the ball up with his right hand, the hand that's closest to Ben Simmons, making it literally impossible for him to hook on that play. And so, but then, because <laughs> you're absolutely right, they in their language said it happened on the drive. So back it up to where he the drive begins and tell me if you see him do that. Because I, I still don't see that. All I see is Ben Simmons with Donovan in an arm bar. I mean, that's I, – I don't that's see That's as him. Donovan spinning. I, I don't even – no, even before that, I don't even see him make contact with Ben Simmons' leg. That's, exa- that's right. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't know. See, I, this, is where, this is where that kind of uh, – it, it, it's almost like a review. If you're going to review a play – then get it right. And so they have this list that they they, they publish, <laughs> and their explanation makes no sense at all. Yeah. So that makes it worse than not even publishing the list at all, because now people think you are legitimately crazy. Or, hmm, have, or, an agenda, or have an agenda, right, exactly. 
So I I don't know. I've never really liked the final two minute report because it's it's almost like throwing salt in the wound when you just, yeah it makes it worse. It makes not it worse. Better. Right. And so I I don't know what good comes out of that. I mean it's like it, just it's like justification for what took place. And or, yeah, you're, or, um, you're right. The whole idea the whole idea that this thing was balanced. <laughs> What's the word you use? That's convenient. Convenient, yeah. Well, you've got a you've got a whole post game, you know, four interviews with them talking about how horribly it was refed and just convenient for the NBA. Like, yeah, yeah, we got some wrong, but just as much for one team as the other. So we don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's 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 unfortunate. I mean, that 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 doesn't help anybody, and it hurts the league. <laughs> yeah. It, it's some. It's something, all right, Gordon. It's it like really it's Jake, something. When you were a kid and you did something wrong, which you often did, you know, and you had to come home and face your dad. Who was tougher, your dad or your mom? Tougher in a physical sense. Tougher on no. me. Yeah, More of a disciplinarian. What are yes. you? What are you asking? Uh, for me, my, my mom was probably more the disciplinarian. Okay. So you come home and now you got to go face to face with mom because you just did something really dumb. Okay. And now, you know, you, you know, you did something dumb and now you're going to lie about it to her and think you're going to pull the wool over. All that does is make it worse, right? Uh huh. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You're a kid, right? So when you do, you fess up to it. You say, you know, Mom, yeah, I really did something dumb. What was I thinking? I don't I wasn't thinking. But for you to sit there and insist that what you, you didn't do what you did, how's that make anything better? That's oh, what I'd... that's what's happening with this list. Oh, it's 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 one it's one worse than that, Gordon. It's not only not coming clean, but it's actually uh saying that the problem doesn't exist. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's, I, I, it, it's, I think it's, it's public so relations stupid. move. It is. Of course it is. Over, yeah. Of course it is. And I don't know why referees are so untouchable in sports. I don't get it. I really don't. Well, they don't want to undermine the credibility of the league. So they don't. They want to protect the refs from that. But see, but see, because this what, does because undermine some of, some of the, the creativity. I know. The I know. It's worse than if they didn't do it. Right. It does undermine the credibility. Because okay, so uh, our discussion for, throughout the entire show, I, I, uh, you know, you make mistakes. You do sometimes things happen. Refs can't get everything right every time, and so to come back and see, I'm willing to say that, but then to come back and polish it up by continuing some sort of protective shield does not help your integrity, does not help your credibility at all. All it does is make you look like you're trying to protect someone. Because everyone who saw that play saw what happened. It wasn't some sort of sophisticated, nuanced play. You could see Ben Simmons reaching in and fouling the man. You could see it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, uh, I mean, it's just a joke. It's almost not even worth talking about. Yeah. I, I uh, that as much as I've been sort of in your face and you've been in my face about this discussion, this does not help my cause at all. Yeah. And I'm trying to stick up for these people. They're just telling Donovan and, and Rudy and the jazz to pipe down. That's all that is.
pipe down. I think it's more than that, Jake. Do you? I think it's there's more where that came from if you want to keep talking. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, we we threw Rudy out 45 seconds into a game. Want to we'll go for it, another? We'll do it again. We call the foul on the darn tip. Yep, that's what I that, honestly that's what I think this is. Well, there's a week maybe to let things simmer, but because that's what we do as humans, we just let it go. The most valuable thing that can come out of this is for the Jazz to get together and say, okay. It, whether this is true or not, to say it's us against the world, and and we're not going to stand for it, we're gonna we're gonna impose our will on every opponent we play, because the games where the Jazz win by ten, fifteen points, nobody cares about the calls, right? <laughs> so they, they got to go out and do that, and they and maybe they can uh, summon something from within themselves to to uh, to that end. I, I don't know whether that is possible or not, but if if I were Quinn, that's what I would do. I, I would get my team together and say, look, fellas, what, whatever he needs to say to motivate them, to get them refocused, to do everything they can to to to, to uh, shock the world. You know? yeah, I'd go I a mean, different direction, I think, but the, not on the Quinn level, on like the Ryan Smith level. I would hire a team of private investigators to look into the background of every single one of these crooked sons of guns. <laughs> I see. I don't believe to find that. every darn skeleton. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Use it to your competitive advantage on the floor. Sit them down before the game and say, I want to talk about Detroit, November 12th of 1998 and what happened that night. Or would you just cut out some letters from a magazine and make a letter in each <laughs> of the uh, lockers? Didn't Mark Cuban do some stuff where he was keeping track and he shoved it in the face of the league? Probably. Dennis Lindsay's done something similar mm-hmm. in the past. Gordon, you said something that I want to ask you a question. You said... The Jazz, or you said no one cares about the calls when the Jazz win the games. But Donovan did say last night that it's happened in games they've won. Now, where I think you're right is they didn't bring that up in those post games that they had won, but, but it doesn't mean they didn't care about it, right? No, no, that but, that, but that, that's what I was saying. Okay. Because Jake already brought that to my attention, and I said exactly that. I said in that particular post game last night, the Jazz had won that game. They might have private concerns that they would send along to the league, but they're not going to talk about it publicly and, 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 and have some outcry. Uh, but it doesn't after, mean not after it, a victory. But it didn't mean it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen or that nobody cares or about that it. nobody cares. Yes, exactly. But I think what you meant by the nobody cares, Gordon, is the royal nobody like the fan outcry isn't as loud and as boisterous when the Jazz have won. They might there might be some complaints online or whatever from fans about calls, but the Jazz won, so it just goes on deaf ears. Is that what you're saying? Right on the whole, and, yeah. and and I think that's true with some of the players as well. They say, "Man, I got screwed on that play, but we won," you know, and so you just you keep on powering forward. But now maybe the Jazz can utilize this, and you know how athletes love to find some rallying cry, some sort of motto to to unite them and to motivate them. And, and maybe the Jazz can, can make that happen. Because if they think the world's against them, well, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll be tough enough to say, we don't care what you guys do. We're going to win anyway. Tim Lacombe's going to be on the show, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Sam Amick at 530. Not Sports Port is next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you today and every day by the good folks at the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we headed today? Well, we're headed to uh, the land of insanity, but uh, I guess I could say Russia, but that's not what I, I'm not connecting those two things. It's what an individual did there that is kind of wacky. Maybe you've heard of this story, Jake, but a, a a Russian MMA fighter who goes by the name of Popeye because of his massive biceps, apparently, is lamenting what he calls his own stupidity while injecting petroleum jelly into his arms. And now the coronavirus has uh, delayed surgery to fully remove uh, his the implant, the uh, jelly in his arms. What's What's the point of that? To look strong, he wanted to look intimidating. He he is what he said. I'm only 24, and my immune system is so far coping with this inflammation, but I really do not know what will happen next. His arms are 24 inches, and they're totally out of proportion with the rest of his body. He apparently did this uh, to gain, you know, intimidation, girth. But it really didn't matter because right after he had it done, he went into the ring and lost to a to an MMA fighter who was 20 years older than he is, and he lost in three minutes. And uh, not long thereafter, he started to complain about these problems that he was were being caused by this uh, this stuff in his arms. And so now uh, he's uh, he's undergoing surgeries to have them to have them removed. But apparently, it's causing some difficulty um yeah it's uh i mean i look at this guy and i see these huge (laughs) bulging biceps and all for aesthetics apparently it caused in him high fever strong pain and weakness so it backfired on his ability to actually fight and uh so anyway uh I just, you know, before anybody out there wants to undergo certain kinds of alterations to their bodies for image or for looks, I mean, I really didn't mean this to get quite so serious, but uh, my goodness, this this was, he after he had it done, he looked like an absolute cartoon character. Hey, listen, Gordon, it, you don't need to, to slap any warning on this, all right, because this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We look it up, Jake. Like, and look at this. this I, guy. I am so surprised that this guy can even tie his shoes in the morning. I mean, did like, you see? Did you see the? No, pictures? no, don't care. If you're injecting weird substances just to make your muscles look bigger, then you deserve what you get. In fact, I don't think he should be allowed to have a surgical procedure. I think the doctor should just say, you know what, you should have seen that coming. Have a nice day. I'm, I'm well, not going to take up the time that it's going to take to correct this, and you're just going to have to deal with it. He's admitting that he was stupid, that he shouldn't have done it, and that uh, now he's uh, suffering the 
the consequences of this. But you get man. what I'm saying? You don't need to say, you know, for you young kids out there, don't inject petroleum jelly to make your lo- muscles look bigger. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, sometimes yeah, kids, certain young people do need to hear this stuff. That's no, just... this has happened once in, in human history. No, but there are other people that have certain parts of their body enhanced, and it, it may not be the wisest move, but in that moment they feel that somehow they'll get uh, some sort of uh, attention or some sort of love by enhancing these things. Yeah, when- Kyle Whittingham's okay. caffeine plants. All right, all right, Chester. I know you're getting Chestery, but here, listen. No, 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 I, no Chester, person I mean, who goes, wants enhancements from, from, is injecting petroleum jelly into their chest. Yeah, I know, but some people do have regrets of the plastic surgery that they have performed, or they by a professional, they, not themselves. Well, I don't know who did this, uh, but uh, either way, it didn't work out well for him. His biceps are literally bigger than his waist, and the rest of his body looks, you know, like a normal guy. Jeez, <laughs> oh man, haven't you heard of people who have had things done to them and then regretted it later? Mm-hmm. But this is an extreme case. They call him Popeye. That's what he wanted. Uh, oh, good, 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 good. Okay. I haven't seen a good Popeye cartoon in a long time. When was the last time you saw a Popeye cartoon? I never liked it. Ever, ever. Plus it glorified spinach, which was not good for me. <laughs> Parents going, oh, see, Popeye eats his spinach. Popeye? I, then I won't do it. If he's doing it, I'm out. That whole relationship between Papa and olive oil, I, I wasn't quite sure. And here's Chester. Uh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. what, what? What? Then who was the other guy? Brutus. I don't know. I think his, his real name was Todd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, played by uh, Gene uh, Hackman. Did you know? Here, here's the <laughs> Todd Brutus was? was Gene Hackman. No, I was just joking. Oh. Plus, Papa well, smoked a corn cob pipe. Parents. So if you're Robin, telling me to Robin follow Will- Popeye. Robin Williams was Popeye in the in the live action movie. There was, was a live Popeye action movie? Popeye. Yeah, that wasn't a parody. Yeah, Carl Weathers we- was uh, was Brutus. Was he? Yeah. Was he really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm with you though, Austin. I never liked Popeye cartoons. I thought they were kind of just, I don't know, dumb. All right, stay tuned. Tim Lacombe will join the show coming up next. It is the big show. Shelly Duvall played Olive Oil. Well, Sam Amick at uh, at 5.30. Shelly Duvall. Who's Shelly Duvall? She's an actress. Oh, I was thinking Shelly Long. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but Shelly Duvall, that sounds like something. Is it Bob Duvall's sister? (laughs) You you seem to be familiar with her work, Gordon. What else has Shelly Duvall been in? Beats me, man. But I do know that she was in Popeye. You and, do and not. Ro- you just uh, heard ro- the name Robin. and go, oh, yeah, she's no. famous. You have no, no idea I saw who the, she is. I, the Shining, no. says here. She was in the I saw the movie. I saw that movie. Oh, I just saw part of, part of it. I don't know whether I actually watched the whole thing. I didn't go to the theater to see it, but I saw it on TV or something. And I, if I'm almost certain uh, Robin Williams was Popeye. Am I right? <laughs> he was. You're right. Yeah, I've seen Shelley Duvall in some things, I suppose. The Shining. Uh, I had no idea her Annie name Annie Hall. Shelley Duvall. 
You know, I grew up in an era when people, some people like to you know, say essentially that if you eat lots of spinach, you'll get strong. That was, a, that was just a uh, a method to try to get kids to eat vegetables or something. Too know. heavy, too rich, too thick, too yuh, too too yucky. I agree. I totally agree. Where's the sound effect today? Our friend, our friend Tim Lacombe joins us next. Sam Amick at 530, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.